Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're talking about seven things that will rob you of your joy as a teacher. You know, when I think of teaching, I imagine a roller coaster of emotions. There's just so many ups and downs, so many great days followed by challenging ones. And it was funny, many of you know my husband recently uh, started helping out more at Teach for the Heart and working with me here. And he shared an insight the other day, and I found it actually incredibly insightful. I'd never articulated it in this way, but it really made sense. He said, it seems like a lot of teachers have a love-hate relationship with teaching. They love it, but there's all these challenges that almost make you hate it at times. And it seems like what you're doing at Teach for the Heart is trying to, you know, take away the hate part. So they just love it. And I'm like, I like that. That kind of that kind of is a little bit how it is. We do have this love-hate relationship sometimes with teaching. We know it's our calling. We're passionate about it. We love, um, you know, interacting with the students, seeing those light bulb moments. But sometimes there's just these things that make us miserable. Or maybe more accurately, there's things that uh, we allow to make us miserable. And so that's what I want to talk about today a little bit. You know, how do we keep these things from stealing our joy? You know, I was thinking back to I've shared this before, but I remember that at one time, you know, literally crying in the back hallway uh, during, I was supposed to be monitoring devotions, but instead I was just found this back hallway and I was just bawling. I just could, it was Monday morning and I just, I could not face a week. I could not uh, face my first period class. I just think it was just, you know, a series of things had had gone wrong, but I was just, I, I couldn't handle it. It was just not going well. So that first first year was really challenging. Mainly, I made some big mistakes, but that's not the only thing that can rob us of our joy. So let's take a look at seven things that could be stealing your joy and what we can do about them. So number one was one thing that might be stealing your joy is if you're allowing your classroom to be out of control. So as I was just sharing, when my classroom was out of control, I was miserable, and it led to me crying in the back hallway, not able to face my class. I did, I did, just so you know, pick myself up and make it there before it was time to teach, but that was a rough day. So anyhow, it's tough to enjoy teaching when we're, we feel like we're fighting a battle all day long. But the good news is that if you're struggling with classroom management, if you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you just don't know what to do, you can learn to control your class. And we have a lot of help here at Teach for the Heart to help you with that. We have our free mini course at teachfortheheart.com slash mini course. And if you want you want help someone walking through you step by step, we also have our full classroom management 101 course, which is at teachfortheheart.com slash CM101. So if your moral is, if you're struggling because, and you're, you're feeling miserable because your class is out of control, get some classroom management help. And if you haven't taken that mini course yet, I highly recommend starting there. Or if you've already taken that, then joining us in classroom management 101. All right, so number one, allowing your class to be out of control. Number two, focusing on the negatives. Here's the thing. There will always be challenges as teachers. There may be big challenges or things that we just don't agree with. 
This is going to happen. It's part of teaching. But if we choose to focus on those negatives, we will lose our joy. Instead, we need to focus on the positives. And also, we need to trust God with the negatives. So when things aren't going well, we need to give them to God, to trust God for them. So number one was allowing our classroom to be out of control. Number two, focusing on the negatives. Another thing that can rob us of our joy is hanging out with complainers. Now, of course, your students complain, but I'm talking about your peers, your fellow teachers. Hanging out with teachers or staff members who are constantly complaining will quickly drain you of all your joy and energy and make you feel like nothing is ever going right. So instead, find some teachers who will encourage you and hang out with them. And if there probably are a few teachers in your school who fit that bill. But if you're not, then I recommend joining our Facebook, um, Facebook group where you have a group of teachers that you can go to for encouragement and help and that in turn, you can encourage and share ideas with them as well. And we'll link to our Facebook group in the notes for this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash Rob, R-O-B, uh, because these are things that will rob you of your joy. All right, number four, exhaustion. If you allow yourself to be absolutely exhausted, you're going to have trouble enjoying teaching. So you have to make rest a priority. Now, I know you're thinking that's way easier said than done. You're busy and you probably don't feel like you have time for a nap or have time to go to bed early. But the truth is, if we make it a priority, then there are ways to make changes. You probably could find time for a 10, 15 minute, 20 minute nap. You probably could go to bed a little earlier if it was a priority for you. And that's what I'm saying. Make it a priority. If you're exhausted, you've gotta get some rest. I've learned, okay, old me would say, I'm so tired, I have an hour, you know, but it doesn't matter that I'm tired, I gotta work during this hour. I gotta just get done as much as I can. Like, I guess I'll sleep later. But I've learned that it's much better to say, okay, I have an hour, but I am exhausted. I'm going to lie down. I'm going to set a timer for 20 minutes. And I'm going to lie down for 20 minutes. And when my timer goes off, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work for 40. And when I do that, I get wick. I actually get more times than not, more done in those 40 minutes than I would have in the hour because I have energy. I'm not dragging. And this is the key. I feel better than for the rest of the day. And I'm able to make it through the day. Uh, My attitude is better. My outlook is better. And I feel better. And so I've learned that it's worth it if there's any way to make it happen on the days when I'm dragging, try to get that short nap. And honestly, even just lying down and closing your eyes for five minutes can be incredibly refreshing. So that's my advice. When you're when you're hitting that wall, don't just try to push through it. Instead, give yourself a few minutes to rest. And then some of you need to make going to bed earlier a priority. That can be huge and that can be really helpful uh, if you feel like you need it. One other tip here before I move past exhaustion. I am not at all a doctor and so I'm not giving you medical advice, but I'm telling you what worked for me. And I find a huge, a huge help to take an iron supplement. I actually take a liquid iron supplement 
supplement from herblore.com if you want to get the one I get. But anyhow, uh, I notice a huge difference in my energy level when I'm taking iron and when I'm not. So that's not for everybody, but especially if you've had iron deficiencies, I highly, highly recommend finding out more about it, asking your doctor. Uh, That's been a huge help to me. All right, so things that will rob us of our joy. One, allowing your class to be out of control. Two, focusing on the negatives. Three, hanging out with complainers. Four, exhaustion. Number five is taking on too much. Now, obviously, as teachers, there's already a ton to do. It's just part of the job description. But there's a lot of other activities that are optional. Coaching, volunteering at church, tutoring, being leading a club. These are activities that are great to be a part of, but we have to be careful how many of these we take on. If it's going to take up too much of our energy and leave us exhausted and miserable, then we're not doing anyone any good by volunteering any of them, least of all our own families. And like I said, you're not really giving, at some point something has to give. So you're you're going to suffer your family's going to suffer your students are going to suffer and maybe even the people in that you know club or activity cuz you're not able to give the full focus to them so the key here is to remember that when you say yes to one thing you're saying no to another so don't take on too much be wise in what you choose to do and also in what you choose not to and above all do not do something because you feel guilty about it or because you don't. You can't say no. Um, count the cost and be wise in choosing which extra activities you take on. All right, number six is stress. We all know that stress can zap our joy in a minute, but we don't always realize that we can control how stressed we allow situations to make us. We, you need to learn what helps you de-stress. And there's two aspects to this. There's a spiritual aspect and there's a physical aspect. So spiritually, giving things to God is huge. Learning to trust him. Learning that if something came up in my classroom, God allowed that. If my administrator gave me this new requirement, God allowed that. And learning to trust in him and depend on him, which actually I'm kind of jumping ahead to number seven, but that's a big part of not allowing things to stress you. But there's also a physical aspect to it. There are things that you can do physically that will help you de-stress. It might be exercising. It might be making a to-do list. For me, when I write down everything I have to do, I'm immediately less stressed because I feel like it's written down. I don't have to hold it in my head anymore. Simply stopping and taking a few deep breaths, pausing to pray, uh, these little things can help. Um, but there's other things that might help you help you too. So think through, you know, what helps me de-stress? You know, is it an evening, uh, you know, a, a, a relaxing evening? You know, what is it? And, and try to plan in even some of those bigger things for when you have time. All right, and number seven, I uh, kind of started to give it away here. Number seven, the thing that will rob you of your joy is trying to do it all in your own strength. We know teaching is a big job. If we try to do it on our own, we might be able to make it work for a while, but we are missing out on our greatest source of wisdom, peace, and joy. 
we must rely on God and go to Him for help because He alone can guide us and give us His incredible joy even when things are crazy. So don't ever, ever forget that, that if you want to teach with joy, He is the source of our joy and trusting and depending on Him is more important than anything. And to that end, that's why we've created Teach Uplifted, and we have our full Teach Uplifted program, or we also have simply the Teach Uplifted devotions book if you want to, uh, if you simply want a devotions book instead, uh, or you can join us in the full program where we tackle not just the devotional side, but also look at what is it, what does it look like to teach uplifted, to teach with joy in the classroom. And we talk about such things as, you know, how do you deal with people, you know, coworkers, parents, administrators uh, that that drive you crazy. We talk more about how to keep up our energy. We delve into um, what does it look like to prioritize our time and, you know, give time to what matters most and not be so overwhelmed. We tackle, uh, you know, how do I change the way I think so that I have the right mindset and I'm thinking correctly and not allowing the negativity to get to me. And of course, the devotions are part of the main Teach Uplifted program where we talk about how to trust God. You know, it's easy to say, trust God. But what does that mean? What does that actually look like? And how does that truly uh, make a difference in our lives and in our classroom and help us teach uplifted? So if you haven't checked out the Teach Uplifted program, I would love for you to join us. I've had so many teachers that have shared just the difference that this had made in their lives. And so you can find out more about the Teach Uplifted program at teachuplifted.com. And if you just want the devotional book, you can check that out at teachfortheheart.com slash devotions. I've shared a bunch of links with you in this e- um, this episode. You can get all the links at teachfortheheart.com slash rob. These are things that will rob you of our, your joy and you cannot let them. Uh, let's pray and then we'll wrap this episode up. Thank you, Lord, for each teacher that is here. And I pray that you will fill them with your strength and your joy. Help them to trust in you when things are going tough. And I pray that you will guide them and show them if there's changes they need to make in their attitude or in their practice or in the way they run their classroom that will help them to be more effective and to enjoy teaching in the process. Thank you so much that you are there for each of us. And I pray that you will work in each teacher's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again so much for being here once again. All those links are at teachfortheheart.com slash Rob, R-O-B. And if we can help you in any way, uh, feel free to leave a comment there or you can reach out to us by email at lynda at teachfortheheart.com. Hope you have a great week. I look forward to seeing you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.